Greetings and welcome to another edition of Digging It with Eric Ritchie. So glad that you're here. We've got a lot to talk about as we inch closer and closer to the AVP New Orleans Open that comes to Coconut Beach and Kenner on April 14th. Again, we're loaded on the beach volleyball guest list. We're going to start with the tandem that comes here the site of their first win together two years ago in the AVP Next Tour, talking about Metairie and New Orleans' own Evan Corey back together again with Logan Weber. They're in Brazil getting ready for another international event. We're going to go to Brazil in just a moment and bring them in. They'll explain more about what's going on down there and why they're in South America. Also, Jason DeBilius. Yes, he is the um, podcast uh the optimist. He is the host. He's the producer. He is the man behind it. He's a coach. He's a former VSN commentator as well. Jason DeBilius. He has personality and knowledge plus in beach volleyball. We're going to bring him on, talk a little bit about Jason's background and have him break down the field for the AVP New Orleans Open coming again in just a short time, both on the men's and loaded women's side. But as we do each and every week on this podcast, we start with the winner's from this past weekend in club volleyball. And we're going to start once again with an incredible team, Infinity South, 17's Jeremy. That's right, Jeremy White, the head coach of Southeastern. This first-year club continues to win. They're now back-to-back. They win first at the AAU Super Regionals in Birmingham. Hey, we told you last week about Miranda Hollinchek. She's down in the middle Bottom row. She's a libero playing up. Tremendous player from Hannon. Well, I want to tell you about a couple other players. Just to the right uh, of Miranda is Carmen Pelto. She's number 19. She filled in in the middle because one of their players, that you know, this is prom season, right? So she had to fill in and did a tremendous job. Carmen Pelto. And then I always want to bring up on the far left, um, number seven, that is a setter, Sarah Kirsch from Hannon. She is one of the best setters in the state of Louisiana, just flat out. So together, that team combined for another first place finish for Jeremy White and the Infinity South program in Birmingham. Another incredible club we've talked about quite a bit, the NOLA 18s. There's just part of that unbelievable team. Big Ellie Schneider there on the far left. He's the Kansas bound. Uh, speaking of Hannon, right there is uh, Bonifies. And then in the middle, that's Nola Savan. She's the libero from Mount Carmel. Gabby Marcella also on that team, uh, the, the setter from Dominican back from injury. Well, they finished second at Big South in Atlanta. That is an impressive feat in a national qualifier. Some unbelievable players at that tournament. And again, I don't know all the players on NOLA 18s, but the ones I do uh, certainly uh, just uh, studs all the way around. Okay, let's talk about Cajun Elite. The 16s and Gary, they take first place in Dallas at the Lone Star event. That's the the club division. They won. And to tell you about it, They beat the Acadiana Juniors, uh, uh, of course, coached by Keith Leon of Westminster Christian. That was a rematch from Block Party the week before in Baton Rouge. It was actually Gonzalez those two teams met. Coach Gary's team was on the short end of a 37-35 first set. It was amazing. Well, they get revenge, and they go all the way to win a first place in uh, Dallas at Lone Star in the club division. Congratulations to that team. Then Rise, they go from Thibodeau to Foley, and they clean house. 
three gold medals at the beach uh, tournament there. It was actually the, the, the beach fest tournament. Uh, they win in the 12 division. Then in the 15s, I want to show you Coach Jalen Sanders on the right. Okay, Sanders, you're thinking Thibodeau, Sanders. Scott Sanders, that's his dad, the former Major League Baseball pitcher, tremendous pitcher, and he's the brother of Cam Sanders, former LSU pitcher, great relief pitcher, almost made the Cubs team this year out of spring training. He's in the AAA uh, affiliate for the Cubs, but that's Jalen, who was an unbelievable athlete in his own right, is a great setter in college, and is obviously a great coach in his first year as the head coach. He takes a first place in the 15s, and in the 16s, once again, back-to-back, Cooey Fletcher's team undefeated in their last two tournaments, now 13-0 and in the last two weeks. Another first-place finish. That's my daughter on the far right at the bottom, Emma Ritchie. She had 111 assists, 19 aces. I want to tell you about two of the girls in the upper left uh, in the top row. That's uh, M.A. is what we call her. Her name is Mary Alice Doman from Berwick High School, a tremendous outside. She had her second consecutive awesome tournament. Um, also, Kenley Sebo, she's right next to M.A. You know, I told you Emma, Emma had 19 aces. Sebo had multiple in the 20s, maybe 30 aces in six matches. She was excellent. Olivia Basson there in the middle as well. Always want to point her out. Is a tremendous libero. Also played outstanding. One more to get to before we get to our guest. We're going to go to the beach this time. And this time, that's Macy Moore and Laurel Cassidy. They take first place in the 16 division at the Gulf Shores. It was a dual qualifier, right? They, they, they qualified for both AVP Nationals and P1440. Both of these girls, you know, uh, I, I know Laurel's only 15 years old from Parkview Baptist High School. They also competed in the Open Women's Division at the AVP tournament there in Gulf Shores, finished 13th. Macy Moore out of Gulf Shores and, of course, Laurel Cassidy in the Baton Rouge area from Parkview Baptist Two names to watch for, certainly, as they develop uh, and, and progress on the beach volleyball scene. All right, so there you go. That's our winners this week locally in both club and beach volleyball. So from our local winners on the club and even beach scene, we head to beach volleyball, and this is as far as this podcast has ever gone. We're headed to Brazil, and we're bringing in our good friends Evan Corey and Logan Weber, who are getting ready for the AVP New Orleans Open that comes to Coconut Beach and Kenner April 14th. Let's go ahead and check those guys out. Busy getting ready to get back on the beach and training. There they are, Evan in the red, Logan on the right. What is happening, fellas? Welcome to Digging It. Woo, how are you? <laughs> We're great. We're great. It's first of all, it's great to see you. It's great to see you guys back together. I love seeing that. First of all, tell us what you're doing in Brazil and uh, when you're coming back to New Orleans. Yeah, so uh, we're here for, this is our third tournament of Olympic qualifying out here in Brazil. So it's the FIVB Tour. Uh, representing Team USA, and we're in our third tournament of Olympic qualifying. And then we get back to New Orleans pretty much after we're done here. Uh, our flight is straight from Itapema to uh, NOLA. So tell us um, this third event that you're taking place in the international level down there in Brazil. Tell us about um, the setup of that one. Uh, big field, who's in it, what's your expectations, and, uh, and, and bring us up to date on the last two as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a whirlwind going through the last uh, few months. You know, we 
we've kind of always had like, we've had pride in the fact that like we try and play as many tournaments as we possibly can. Uh, so a lot of people chose to kind of forego the first couple of tournaments just because they were kind of in what's traditional off season time. Um, so we went down to uh, Doha in Qatar, which is where the uh, uh, World Cup was uh, recently. So they still had yes. all of their infrastructure and everything for the World Cup. That was pretty wild. It was everywhere we drove, you would just see like five or six different soccer stadiums. It was uh, that was a pretty wild one. Um, and that was the first time that either of us had gotten to play in uh, the Elite 16. So there's kind of three tiers of World Tour events. There's the Elite, which is the top, the Challenger event, which is the uh, kind of middle ground, and then Futures. Yes. Um, so that was the first Elite 16 that we were able to do, which was awesome. We unfortunately lost in our first round of the qualifier there, but it was still a cool experience to get to go and finally play like one of the top level tournaments. And then uh, La Paz, Mexico was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, and we lost in the final round of the qualifier for that one. And um, yeah, that, that was a challenger event. And then this uh, tournament in Brazil is also a challenger event. So there are 16 teams automatically in. Uh, most of the top teams in the world are here at these challenger events, especially during Olympic qualification. It's pretty much all of the top teams. So there's 16 teams automatically in, and then uh, everybody else is playing for eight spots uh, going through the qualifier, which is tomorrow. So um, obviously we have the expectation of qualifying and then just kind of seeing what we can do. Um, but just trying to get on, on track again, we played a bunch of our first World Tour events back in October and qualified for a bunch of those. So we're just trying to kind of find that groove back and, and get everything rolling here. No, that's awesome, Logan. Hey, Evan, tell me about some of the competition uh, that you faced in Qatar, faced in Mexico. Uh, give us some of the names that stood out, some of the teams that you guys played, and um, uh, piggyback on that, if you guys will, just on some of the uh, other um, teams from the U.S. that are down there that, that you guys are battling for positions with. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think some of the teams that people would recognize, uh, especially in Louisiana, um, uh, the, the top teams in the world. So you have, like, Norway in the Elite 16, and then the Swedish jump setters were in Doha and in La Paz. Uh, I think those are the top two teams in the world that I think everybody would really recognize right now. Um, you have that little blonde, curly hair kid on Sweden, and uh, he's <laughs> all over every single, every single kind of social media you can imagine. He's basically... Yeah. The, the star of it right now in beach volleyball. And then Norway, they recently won the Olympic gold medal. Uh, so obviously they're the, I mean, they're the best team in the world. So there's not really any other way to put it. Uh, and then here, I mean, Brazil is, is one of the top countries in the world for beach volleyball uh, on the men's and women's side. So the women's side will have a stack field as well. Uh, and then for us on the U.S. side, there's – I think uh, probably around seven teams really going for Olympic qualifying. You have Triborn and Kim Shelf, who will also be in the New Orleans AVP. Uh, I think they are tied for first, or they're second. I think they're second in the U.S. for Olympic qualifying right now. The top team for the U.S. right now is Trevor Crabb and Theo Brunner. Uh, they've done pretty well at the, their first two events, and then you've got a uh, young up-and-coming team kind of like us, Andy uh, Benish and Miles Partain. And then you've got ex-NBA star uh, Chase Budinger with his partner, Miles Evans. And then uh, the two Taylors, Taylor Crabb and Taylor Sander, who Taylor Sander is still making his transition from indoor 
and he's playing with a guy that's already been to the Olympics and, and Taylor Crabb. So, I mean, just on the men's side alone, the U.S., it's pretty packed, and then you add in the world, it makes it a pretty challenging thing. No, oh, that's awesome. Thanks for setting the table for us. And let's let's talk about and, and show you some video that never gets old to either one of you. That was from 2021 when the AVP Tour stopped in uh, New Orleans, Coconut Beach. You guys win first place. You know, that was just um, an unbelievable emotional event, obviously, for you, Evan. You know, that's your home course. That's where everything started for you. And, um, and and Logan also, winning first place in an event like that against the competition you did. I mean, what was the feeling like? And I guess what's the feeling like as you get ready to come back to New Orleans? Yeah, I think for me it was, uh, it was just an awesome event. I love this video. <laughs> <laughs> um it was just an awesome event because not only obviously everything for Evan being in New Orleans, but it was also the first big tournament back after all of the cancellations with COVID. And it was just really nice, I think, for the both of us to kind of have that uh, like immediate uh, satisfaction of being able to know that we put in enough work during COVID to come back as a much better team and much better players than we were before COVID. And that was kind of my my strategy through that whole time was like, I'm just going to keep playing as much volleyball as possible and try and get better. And I think it was just, it was awesome to kind of have that experience right off the bat. Um, and the funny thing is, is that we we had played a few other tournaments together leading into that, uh, that event. And we had gotten some fits and it just seems like we couldn't quite get over the hump. And then... Um, Honestly, if we didn't have that success, I'm not sure if we would have continued to play. I, I think that's an honest thing to say. I'm not sure if we would have kept playing together after that or not. Um, but luckily, we, we played that event together, and then we ended up winning, I think, the next four AVP Next Gold Series after that. Um, yes, yes. So it really kind of kick-started everything that like, we were able to do as a team. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, obviously, this caliber coming back to New Orleans for – you know, not an ADP next, but like a legitimate ADP event. Um, yes. We did it separately last year. Um, and it's just, it'll be, it'll be awesome to be there and kind of um, recapture that, that moment, hopefully. Um, it's, this will be the first ADP event that Evan and I have played together since the end of 2021. Yeah. We haven't played any, last year we didn't play any ADP events. We've just been playing world tour events. Um, and there's definitely something, there's just a different kind of vibe when you go to AVP events versus these world tour events. And you can just have, you can have a lot more fun. You can kind of enjoy yourself. You can play with the crowd a little bit more. You can talk some trash more than other people, nice. you know, more than you, can, more than you can on the world tour. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it and, uh, looking forward to a whole week, uh, for me spent in New Orleans and getting to eat all the good food again. Evan? Coming back home, I'm sure, speaking of food, everybody's got, you know, hey, come over here for dinner, your parents, every, every, yeah, everybody that's wants. The that's been the yes. issue. It's too much good food. And I'm like, y'all, I'm about to play a tournament. I can't eat all this good food until after. Uh, so that's my big struggle. I've been like, hey, let's, I got a crawfish bowl planned for Monday right after the tournament, hopefully a victory crawfish bowl. Uh, we got a family dinner planned for Monday night, so I'm hoping to eat all the good food, but right after the tournament's over. Uh, good, good. Coming back to New Orleans, what's the feeling like for you, especially, um, you know, a place – uh, literally the place where you started playing beach volleyball. You used to watch your parents out there at Coconut Beach. You know, little Evan Corey starts playing, and now look at you, you know, a stud with Logan Weber on the AVP playing international events. What's it like for you to come home? 
I mean, like just you, like even prepping and Logan came and see, I have like goosebumps on my my legs uh, right now. But it's always so awesome to come back home. I mean, uh, to be able to like go play a pre- professional event like at six minutes from my doorstep back at home. Uh, like I've literally timed it. That's how fast it takes we get from home to Coconut Beach. Uh, so being able to do that is really cool. Being able to actually have like your friends and family there to support. Uh, you don't really get that opportunity. Um, as a professional athlete that often so having everybody being able to to go and see what you do on a daily basis and you know just kind of be proud of you and for who you are whether regardless of winning or losing to them it's really cool to be able to see that like uh one of their own is a professional athlete is is super super like uh gratifying and then i mean playing in front of the new orleans crowd is just the best i think um you know, I don't think the AVP has home field advantages, but if there was one, I think New Orleans would be the best home field advantage out of anybody on the on the tour because uh, we are by far the rowdiest crowd. Uh, so, anybody listening, you better get rowdy this weekend. This There's no. Up. Oh my gosh, I pity the people that play against you because I saw you guys on some of the side courts that year in 2021. I mean, it was rowdy. The guys that were playing against you, I mean, they were playing up with the crowd a little bit too. You know, they understood, you know, it was your hometown crowd. But, man, you're right. That crowd, that Evan and Logan crowd is going to be intense, so be ready. Yeah, so uh, I'm just Yeah. Okay, here's my question. Um, So – you guys play, you know, together. I know, Logan, you're from Michigan. Obviously, Evan, you're from the Metairie in New Orleans area. You guys play, have success, and then, you know, Logan, you just said it, you guys didn't play any events together on the AVP last season, and now you're back together. So give us that story. How did you guys kind of go apart last year in 2022, and how are you back together now in 23? Yeah, so I would say it was maybe the fall of – 20 fall of 2021 it would have been um and the the legend john hyden uh the the elder statesman of the avp called me in october and basically told me that next season was going to be his last season playing and uh he wanted to play with me and at that point i just i knew i couldn't pass up that chance to to be able to learn from him and kind of grow as a player um, even though I, I had anticipated that maybe Evan and I would be able to win more games together, but just the opportunity to like learn from somebody who's been playing that long was something that at that point I just couldn't pass up. Um, especially knowing in the back of my mind that Evan and I coming and playing back again together was always something that I kind of anticipated happening after that. Um, so it was just an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So we, uh, I played with John in uh, most of the AVPs last year. And then there was this this string of world tour events that came up in October, uh, this past October. And so our reunion and coming back together kind of started a little bit earlier than I think we anticipated. But uh, we did extremely well in those events. And it was nice to just kind of come off of that break. And, you know, we were obviously always kind of planning to get back together. But it was nice to have that that immediate success right after uh, we started playing again together. That's awesome. Hey, listen, let, let me ask you guys both this question <clears throat> and pretend the other guy's not in the room, but I'm going to ask each of you to describe what type of player your partner is. So so I'll start with you, Evan. Pretend Logan's not there. Pretend I've never seen Logan play. Pretend I don't know he's six foot nine. 
Let me ask you, what type of a player is Logan Weber? What are, you know, what are his strengths? What, um, you know, the parts of the game that you have to help? Just overall, describe Logan Weber as a beach volleyball player. Yeah, so I think you, uh, a lot of people see this thin, wiry guy coming out on the court, like 6'8-ish. And I think it's pretty easy to assume whenever you see somebody like a little bit thinner, uh, they're not as athletic, they're they're not as physical, but it's kind of the opposite with Logan. I mean, he's still a freak jumper, uh, still has a pretty heavy arm. Um, so everything you would think about this guy that doesn't like, I mean, we're two very similar or two very different builds. Uh, I'm a lot bigger and then he's he's got uh, that thinness to him, but you know, he still packs a punch in his swing, uh, still gets super high on his jump and uh, expect to see a lot of uh, pretty cool blocks. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, let's flip it. Logan, uh, I gave you an inch there. I, I called you 6'9". I'm sure you'll take that, you know, 6'9". Well, sure. All right. Uh, pretend we don't know anything about the lefty that wears the blue uh, nose sunscreen and the hat backwards. We don't know this guy, Evan Corey. We want you to describe him to us. You know, if, if we go out to Coconut Beach and check out AVP April 14th, who is this Evan Corey guy? What's he like? What, what kind of a player is he, Logan? I think one of the biggest things you'll see, especially uh, once we get back on the AVP tour, is he's just not only one of the most entertaining players to watch, but he's also one of the more entertaining players to listen to. And uh, Evan, Evan loves to, he loves to get in the ear of the, the other team. And if there's an opposing crowd, he loves to get the crowd involved. Um, but just a crazy all-around athlete. I always joked with Evan that I'm shocked he never played football because he is built like a – I mean, he would have been an all-state running back. He's just a, a bowling ball of a man. And, uh, <laughs> no, but he's just, it's, it's incredible the way he's able to, to generate speed on the ball, and, and he's just such a powerful jumper. You see some jumpers that are just, like, springy jumpers, and then there's other jumpers that's just, like, they can take one step into their jump and just fly. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the most impressive things about Evan. Um, and I think uh, – the, the biggest thing people, especially if they watched us back in 2021, that they might notice is that this guy has actually been playing defense for a couple of years now. Um, <laughs> so instead of not being any balls, he'll probably dig one or two in a match, uh, which, uh, no, his, his defense has come a long way. And I think that's that's something that uh, that people are going to notice from from last year, definitely from two years ago. Um, but, yeah, just a, just a really entertaining player to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, so come out and come out and cheer for that guy. And me, okay. uh, both of you. I just got the line here from Vegas, and here it is. They said, uh, if anybody on this show out of the three of us would be referred to as a bowling ball of a man, it was <laughs> the odds in Vegas said 95% it would have been Richie, the bowling ball. But you, but you met Corey, like Evan Corey. When I see Evan Corey, I don't think bowling ball, right? You met strength wise, right? A hard hitter coming at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to your average volleyball player, I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've taken a poll also, and the odds, the odds actually, there's no odds anymore because the results are in. I'm the heaviest person on the AVP tour. <laughs> are you really? Yes. Uh, weighing in at, at what? 207. 207, heaviest player in the men's AVP tour. That's, that's 
that's impressive. Maybe you are a bowling ball of a man. Maybe, maybe I got that wrong. All right. Hey, let's, Justin, let's show some video of uh, this bowling ball working out so people can actually see him in action again if they're just tuning in. And there, there he is, you know, getting the lefty done. Who's setting him? But that's his girlfriend, Savvy Simo. She's down in Brazil with you guys. Isn't that right, Evan? And she'll be playing with Tony Rodriguez, who we had on the show last week back in New Orleans. Yes, they're uh, out getting there. They're working. They're prepping before the tournament, so they couldn't join us today. But, uh, you know, they're coming hot off the silver medal finish in La Paz. So definitely a team to look out for uh, this week. And then also, I mean, in New Orleans, you're going to have a little bit of home cooking. I mean, Tony, obviously, uh, from Santa Ma, and uh, we'll have some people there. And then New Orleans has kind of adopted Savvy as one of their own. I mean, she's come in. We've been dating for a year and a half now. She's gotten to meet a lot of uh, the friends and family. And so uh, expect the crowd to stick around. If we're not playing at the same time, that crowd's going to stick around. And uh, they'll probably be just as loud for that team. No, that's that's awesome. And we got to see a little of that video of one of the side courts and that crowd just follows you around, man. It is It is an impressive sight to see. All right. So let's talk about, you know, boom, you're in Brazil at the international event. You're coming up here, hopefully Sunday. You'll be here for the New Orleans Open. Evan, I know that you have an event going on as well, and I want you to talk about that. Um, some of the things that, you you know, a clinic, I believe, but you're giving back to the community. Um, tell us a little bit about the event that you have going on and how people can participate. Yeah, so for me and Logan and Savvy, we're all running a clinic at White Sands Beach Volleyball Complex, which is one of my sponsors. Uh, appreciate them very much for giving me an opportunity to have a space to go to go and give back. We're running a free clinic there uh, on Wednesday, April 12th from 4 to 6 p.m. for anybody under the age of 18, uh, boys and girls. So uh, one of the big things for me and um, I mean, just in general, giving back to the juniors, but especially the boys and trying to grow the boys in the area has been huge for me. So I don't want to disclude or uh, exclude them from, uh, the event because it's huge for me to, to try and continue to grow the game in the area on the boys' side. And then obviously uh, working with Joey Keener um, have done a great job of growing the girls' game in the area and uh, just want to continue to give back in that way um, whenever I get the chance to. And then for local businesses, uh, it's not just a juniors thing that's going on. A lot of the local businesses uh, around the area are trying to, to give some money back. So our um, – Clinic is actually part of a nonprofit foundation called Play Fit. Uh, and the foundation, we try and give back to underprivileged kids. Obviously, we give the opportunity at clinics and stuff like that. But uh, one of the, the monetary goals of the clinic is to give underprivileged kids sports equipment and trying to get them nutritional needs that uh, they aren't able to get on a daily basis uh, because of family situations and money situations. So, uh, we are just trying to get a lot of businesses involved, and not only uh, will you be involved in the clinic if you are a business and want to donate, we're working with the AVP to get you some awesome perks at the event over the weekend. So not only are uh, you winning by giving to a great foundation, you're also winning because you're going to get to hang out and uh, see some cool things at the AVP. Evan, if there are some businesses out there that are watching or listening to the podcast and they want to get involved, how would they do that? Yeah, so uh, I think the best way to be to contact me directly, uh, we've got a bunch of sponsorship packages that go along with the clinic. So, you know, there's varying degrees of money that people are able to give. So 
contact me directly through Facebook or Instagram. Um, my Facebook is just Evan Corey. Instagram is Evan Corey Volley. Uh, it's, and my last name is C-O-R-Y, not E-Y. A lot of people mistake that one. Um, or uh, you can reach out to my email, evancorey13 at yahoo.com. And uh, we're just, uh, I'll send you all the information you need on the sponsorship stuff. I'll send you uh, the, the link to pay and uh, we can get it going. That's awesome. And I know uh, that you mentioned that obviously Savvy and Logan are a, a big part of this as well. Logan, what are these clinics like for you when you get junior clinics out there, you get these young players, uh, maybe you take, you know, the the blockers and what, what do you try to, to tell them in just a short time during one of your clinics? I think uh, a big part of it for me is is just inspiring people to to want to continue to play um, as well as as just giving quality information from a technical sense. Um, growing up for me in Michigan, I was never really coached playing volleyball until I got to college basically. Um, and I know for a lot of kids, just having one little clinic or one player come in and work with them, even if we're only directly working with a kid for you know three or four minutes, but those three or four minutes can really be inspiring to them to want to continue to play. Um, I have a couple, couple stories that come to head. Um, when I was younger and things that were just able to like propel me into wanting to keep playing volleyball. And I think a lot of the times, um, especially with volleyball, it's not super accessible to a lot of kids, uh, especially beach volleyball, especially boys in certain parts of the country. So just to be able to give, you know, an hour of our time to hopefully be able to inspire people to want to continue playing is huge. Um, and I think the, the New Orleans community in general is just amazing. I, I've, seen throughout playing tournaments in the u.s so many different beach volleyball communities uh around the country and new orleans is definitely one that's i think at the top of the list just in terms of like how passionate they are about their people and i think just being able to grow that from younger people all the way through your adult players is huge outstanding and well what about the rest of the season for you guys kind of give me your 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 goals you know, obviously the AVP schedule, we can all look that up, but just some of the events that, that stand out to you guys and are there any more international events coming up and just kind of your goals for 2023 as we just embark on the month of April? Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously we're just starting to get into season now. Things are about to get a lot crazier. I mean, the calendar just keeps getting uh, more and more packed as the season goes on. And, I mean, we are expecting to go – probably until around the first week of December this year. So it's a super long season. It's a lot longer than most other sports. So we've got to prepare our bodies just to be ready for that long grind of a season. Uh, so I think goal number one is to stay healthy. Obviously always is to try and be as healthy as we can, put in the work so that um, as the season goes on, we're getting stronger, not weaker. Uh, and then, you know, we've talked a lot about goal setting and stuff and, um, I think the big, the biggest thing for us that we kind of want to do is continue to just perform better and better as the season goes on. Rather than trying to put something quantitative and tangible, we just want to try and be able to play our best volleyball and uh, produce good results. Um, and obviously good is not nearly as tangible, but if we feel like we step out on that court, give our best effort and uh, play our best volleyball and continue to get better as the season goes on, then we're going to end up in a pretty good place at the end of it all. Well put. Logan, put a bow on it for us, buddy. Tell us uh, about the season for you, what you want to get out of this year, and uh, just set the stage for uh, 
all these local fans getting a chance to, to watch you and Evan in action again? Yeah, I think just uh, being able to grow, especially in terms of uh, world tour experience, is going to be really important for us this year. Uh, this will be our first year really playing a full season of world tour events. Um, and I think that not only helps us in terms of obviously the, the tournaments themselves, but also coming back and playing these AVPs and just being able to play a little bit, a little bit loose and a little bit just having more fun because uh, again, we know that obviously these AVPs are super important to us, but it's not quite the, the stress level for the players that you get at these world tour events. Um, and I think hopefully just being able to, to go out there and put out an awesome show for the fans, um, especially obviously next week in New Orleans, um, and being able to, to get people involved. Um, we're the, the Team Beach Cowboys. We have our, our kind of team name that we're rolling with this year. Um, and being able to kind of get people involved in that and just be, be something more than just like robotic volleyball players is something I'm really looking forward to this year. And, you know, giving people a team to root for instead of just, you know, Corey Weber, where, you know, we're able to come out here, we have a theme, we're going to go have fun, uh, get people involved um, in all the tournaments. But obviously, uh, you know, New Orleans is going to be a special one for me. Um, I, I love the Hermosa Beach Open just because we both live there now and being able to play that. Uh, my family is always able to come out to Hermosa Beach, uh, which is going to be really exciting for me. And uh, yeah, being able to go out and hopefully uh, hopefully win an AVP this year. I think that was maybe one of the few tangible goals that we, we really set awesome. forward. And, and hopefully it's just next week. Hopefully knock it yeah. off early. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll, like knock it. Out, we'll knock it out next week and then we'll go for uh, winning two. <laughs> I like it. I like it. it. Team Beach Cowboy, is that right? We're the beach, We're cowboys. beach cowboys. Yeah, you're the beach cowboys. Uh, beach cowboys. Go, Logan. Go ahead. Get that hat if you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My hats. I forgot. I had my hat. My hats in my suitcase. Uh, but giddy uh, up. There you go, beach yeah. cowboys. Yeah. You, so, you need uh, kid rock. Got, kid rock to do a little uh, little remake. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And we've yeah. got a we got a little uh, a little something in store for uh, New Orleans as long as long the lines of that. So uh, okay, all right. If you wanna if you wanna see something uh, fun, you should come out to the AVP on Saturday and support. We won't tell you quite what it is yet, but uh, that's our hook to get everybody to come out to the AVP Saturday. Hmm. Hmm. I like it. Let me see. Maybe a cowboy theme. Is a hint? It's very cowboy. There's going to be a cowboy theme. And if anybody uh, wants to help support, uh, I can only say that you should uh, – you could probably go cowboy theme. Uh, we've got the wannabes from Baton Rouge. They've got a cowboy theme going. And then if you're not full-on cowboy, uh, you should probably wear some sort of uh, jean shorts. That would be my, my <laughs> one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, look, we like the teaser, man. That's pretty good. That's that's already got us, you know, thinking what the heck is going on. But, hey, listen, best of luck to you in Brazil, first of all. Take care of some business there. Best of luck to you. Tell Tony and Savvy we said hello. And uh, can't wait to see you guys up here back at Coconut Beach, AVP New Orleans Open, April 14th to the 16th. Evan, Logan, man, we root for you, buddies. We can't wait to see you. Best of luck. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. You got it. You guys take care. So there you have it. Our first segment is wrapped up here with Digging It. Don't go anywhere because <clears throat> coming up, we're going to a guy who knows volleyball better than most people do on this planet. Talking about Jason DeBilius, who has his own podcast. He's going to help us break down the AVP. 
New Orleans Open coming up in two weeks and get more in-depth on some of the other names to look for as well. And again, this show being brought to you by Bayou Granite in Homa and on the West Bank. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art water jet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. That, that ball's trouble. My goodness, he played that. For the match, Corey. Got it! And that's it! Evan Corey! Good stuff right there. We showed that video with Evan and Logan Weber in the last segment. This time we actually got to hear the audio. And there's a good reason we played that audio, because the man behind the voice is joining us next. That's right. We go back out to Hermosa Beach this time from Brazil to Hermosa Beach. And we bring in Jason DeBilius. He's a coach. He's a podcaster. He is a commentator. Man, that video, will that will live forever in VSN fame. When you look at that video, Jason, man, what, what goes through your mind? Man, I got goosebumps. I actually have goosebumps just listening to that. Uh, um, we did that was two years ago in June, and it was my first uh, center court opportunity. I had I did the NBL in 2016 in um in Hermosa Beach here, uh, but that seemed more significant. The atmosphere seemed a little bit more electric, and there's nothing like having like a hometown crowd guy, uh, Evan Corey, along with Lo- Logan Weber. Um, I mean, it must, if, if, if I got goosebumps, let's just put it this way. You take that, you multiply it by 15. I can't even imagine what Evan Corey was feeling. Right, right. No question about it. But again, we found out quickly uh, your talent and you, we, we knew your knowledge, right? You were doing interviews for us. Like I met you for five minutes and we were doing interviews together, walking around. Mm-hmm. Sean Ledig, I think, introduced us. But man, uh, I went back and looked at some of that video. You got the personality, you got the knowledge, you got the voice, you know, the whole package and doing play by play and commentary. But a lot of your fans know you from your podcast and you're about to do uh, when we'll get into the news program you're about to do, right? The undivided, but tell us about your podcast, the volleyball podcast. You get tons of plays and stuff and the volleyball community loves it. Yeah, I, I can only, I mean, well, let's, I'll start with the podcast by saying this. I had no idea that it would, it would become like this big. I think the, the viewership is through the roof on YouTube. I think, I think for volleyball, I got, I got numbers significant to that sport. In fact, I think I exceeded my expectations. Um, audio, iTunes and Spotify. You live in LA, you're stuck in traffic. You're always going to want something to listen to. So why not volleyball? So, so the vol, um, I think I owe a lot of that to the volleyball players who had the ability to just pick up the phone and say yes. Right. We, um, yeah. 
like we always right. talk about these volleyball clicks. There's clicks. There's here. They're there. Whatever. And, and sometimes you, you know you're in this sport and and you feel like it's oppositional. But I gotta I have to I just want to take this moment and speak up for the players. Uh, um, like all of these clicks really have nothing to do with the players. They they were so accommodating from every level. I had Sharif from um, Qatar you know, do it from Doha via Zoom. I just had Trevor, Trevor recently, um, the last four weeks, Kristen Nuss dropped in town, came in studio. Uh, as you see, my studio is um, pretty cool, but um, I love I, it. Um, but I think I wanted to start by saying that I really, really, I'm eternally grateful to the players because now the podcast has grown into something else that went beyond volleyball. The option. The option yes, is oh, the, the option. The, 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 start, right. Sorry, I didn't even answer the question. The option started as a volleyball podcast, um, but I had a bigger agenda than volleyball. I wanted to get out there and and provoke thought on on the four pillars of life. One is sports, entertainment, health and wellness, and current events. And you wanted to, I wanted to take important subject matter for all of these things, and and what what I call is quote unquote um, raise the question shape the question and and optimistic if not hopeful that the audience uh we can answer that question together um there are many outlets um news or whatever in sports that feed you information and basically they wind up telling you what you're supposed to hear but that's not what the podcast is i wanted to i wanted to see if i can bring out the question that i'm that i'm posing bring out the question that my audience is asking and even the players and, and let's take a chance and come up with the right answers and i think the only way we can do that is we answer those things together right there, there's two ways you can do you could have someone answer it for you and tell you what's good for you or you can or we can figure these, these things out together and that's why i think the podcast enjoys has enjoyed a lot of success no and that's how i first knew about you and then again uh was introduced to you at the avp next new orleans open 2021 and uh you were doing play-by-play for us there atlantic city open just a month later and um certainly respect and uh really really admire what what you what you've done in the volleyball uh broadcasting community uh i guess with that said our viewers may not know you know your background tell us how it all started with you when you got bit by this volleyball bug Oh, wow. Wow. Well, before I answer that, I'd like to talk, say New Orleans was a significantly a better venue than Atlantic City was. Atlantic City had had just like last year, the pre, uh, the previous year, two years ago, they've had um, hot sand issues. People were wearing sand socks and and, yeah. and Atlantic City was was um, I don't I don't want to use any bad words about that place. Well, I'll just think I'll just say glass half full that New Orleans was accommodating, was electric and it had that southern politeness that makes you really just want to move there. You know, there's something that that old school virtue of just good food and good human beings you know um big up to you big up to sean ladig that's the kind of guy you want your your daughter to date and your son not to fight (laughs) exactly do not want to get in a bar with sean ladig yeah (laughs) isn't he isn't that a great description though you the guy you went that is a great great. your son not to fight I can Good say stuff. the same thing about Evan Corey too, right? So, but like I said, it's that Louisiana virtue. We just named two different people. So now, and for volleyball, and I'm I'm from New York. In New York, you um, if you're from Brooklyn, you have to play the big three. That's basketball, football, and baseball. And um, I was a long arm, barrel body kid. My wingspan is is six eight. Um, but then I kind of had a crush on this girl from the Dominican Republican school and she played volleyball and, and just like every other dork volleyball seemed easy enough. So I went on the court, 
uh, thinking that I can play. And then everybody's like, no, you can't do that. That's net. Can't do that. That's carry. Can't do that. That's a double. Can't do that. That's a footfall. And I'm just like, geez, you know? And, and when I left and, and so many people could share my sentiment when I left, I felt like, like picture you're on the boat and you catch a flounder, right? And you take the flounder and you just throw it on the boat, on the deck, on the boat. And everybody's just watching this flounder just flop around and gasp for, for, for water, oxygen or something. And everyone's just staring at this fish flop. That's how I, I was the fish. I felt like the fish. So, so long story short, I bought a book called um, um, American Volleyball Coaches Association Handbook, uh, written by Doug Beal and two other coaches. And I, and I coached myself. Bought a fake wow. ball. Uh, in my backyard, in the winter, in the snow, bumping to myself. And a year later, I was playing competitively. And uh, three years after that, I was playing professionally in Germany. Wow. That's a great yeah, story. Yeah. Then, I was then, so how, how, far did, how far did you take your playing career before you started coaching? Well, um, I went to Hunter College for a cup of coffee. Uh, I was there okay. just – I was there just – to play volleyball. I never went to class. I eventually subsequently finished my education at Marymount Manhattan. I uh, got my BFA in acting, but I wound up going to Germany um, and played for a military community team. I was in the United States Army. And then um, I tried it for the Army team, um, flew me to Benjamin, Fort Benjamin Harris, Indiana. They were interested in me. But then a German team was also interested in me. So my um, battalion commander had signed a request for my release five months out of the year to play volleyball. Um, they what, what position did you play? I played outside hitter. I played okay, outside nice. hitter. But what happened was um, I went to the Olympics just to watch USA play Japan. I was on a send around mission with the Italian army. And a bunch of us wound up in, um, sorry, in Barcelona. And I ran into a coach and I told him I was an outside hitter. And I was an exceptional outside hitter. I was left-handed, hitting left side, which most lefties will tell you is really easy on your shoulder, right? You don't have to really, like, open up as much. You just kind of, like, jump and swing swing as hard as you can. Yeah. And I ran into this guy. His name was Mario Trebich. He was the head coach of the Netherlands uh, who'd won a silver that, in that Olympics and won the gold against the Italians in 96. And he told me I should set. He said, I'm 6'1", my wingspan 6'8", I'm left-handed. And then I bought a video, not bought a video, I started watching old Olympic videos of Jeff Stork. Jeff Stork is an, was an old Pepperdine guy who'd won the gold in 88 and was also in the Olympics in 92 who won the bronze. And, and I mimicked his style and became a setter. Uh, came back to America, I, I, I set a little bit here and there. I didn't want to go to nationals. Nationals cost a lot of money, but I did compete and set with two teams that won national threes to three times. I set for Paul Am, um, who won nationals in 96. And I set for um, some guys who played for Bameso, Frankie Valdez, who lives on the West Coast. God bless him. Um, uh, just a bunch of crazy Dominican guys uh, um, that that only lost one set in that two-year time span in 2004 and 2005. And I, I still love indoor, but when I moved to Hermosa Beach, the um, I really haven't touched an indoor ball um, except a coach. So I've been playing a little bit of beach until you, you play as much beach until the wheels fall off. And that's that's where I'm right now, <laughs> retired and coaching and happy and coaching well. And let, let me just give you a firsthand story of you coaching. Again, you were doing part of a, a documentary that I'm going to ask you about in just a minute. But you came to White Sands in Baton Rouge. Uh, mm -hmm. My daughter and Coach Terry Abair from Turlings Catholic, multiple state championship coach. His daughter Izzy Abair. They were playing. You you were doing your thing. You're very social. You're you know making your way around, and you stopped and watched Emma and Izzy for maybe like two minutes. 
and there was a timeout and you, you were like, you know, how much you guys win it by? And they were like, we're losing. You're like, you two are losing. And you like literally got in their ear and said like, you're like, all right, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Emma, Izzy, do this. Boom. And they came back and won. And then you just walked away and just like, that's what I do. That's what I do. You can oh. see, I mean, but the cerebral part of the game is what I'm talking about. Like I couldn't just walk up to a volleyball match and see something, make it click. And, you know, again, motivating words, but knowledgeable words, you know, describe yourself as a coach. And, and if you even remember that. I, I'd like to, to use the description that a lot of people describe me as, and that the word is savage. Um, so that name was given to me. I didn't give myself that name. You, you know, I mean, no one walks around and says, I'm a savage. Um, and I do remember that day because when you're a club coach, and this is a, an absolute to salute to all of the real club coaches all over the United States, you don't have a lot of video on your opposition. So you, be, you become acclimated to making um adjustments right on the spot by watching them warm up by watching them play for example when your daughter was playing i noticed the her opposition the the person who was playing opposite of the right side was when she was angling her platform she was facing forward right and both 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 forms were going this way and yeah. when you face forward and go and your forms are that way look where my forms are they're facing up so my, my, my arms are facing up. That means that it can go to the target, but it also allows the ball to do other things. Most likely the ball pops straight up where they yeah. have to bring it back to resulting in a free ball or a down ball. And you yeah. might even get an ace or two. And I think she got three aces during that run when she came back. And, and when they, they figured that out, they kind of, she kind of gave me a look <laughs> like, Oh, cool. That was awesome. <laughs> you know? And, and, and to your, to your daughter's credit, they were intelligent enough to just keep serving their, until the other team made the adjustment, which they didn't, right? Some, yeah, yeah. some you know, some juniors, they, they get a couple of aces and, they, and then sometimes they outsmart themselves. They're like, all right, they know I'm going to serve here. Let me just switch the serve. She didn't do that. She, she, it was to her, it was like, it was like a football game with, with four plays in your playbook. It was Novocaine. She just, she just hammered until, <laughs> right? She just hammered until she was numb. So, I can't believe so. you have that great a detail of memory of that because that's what happened. That's exactly yeah, that's, what happened. Uh, but that's dedicated to all of the club coaches who have to in, indoor for in, the indoor coaches who have to look across the net and watch the other team warm up and diagnose uh, how you're going to approach the game. And then most importantly, after that first time out of that first set, how you're going to make adjustments. Same thing applies to the beach. So dedic dedicated to them. And th it also, lastly, it also d shows you who the real coaches out there as opposed to the glorified babysitters, right? When I was when Rafu Rodriguez and Kevin McCullough qualified for the Manhattan Beach Open, I mean, I helped him out a little bit, but I I was I, in that in that position, I was a glorified babysitter. You're, my cat could have sat on that bench and they they could have made the draw. That was the yeah, year cool. they beat they beat Gibb and Patterson the first round uh, as a 16 seed in Seattle. And I helped and and we and we kind of helped each other out because I actually played in Manhattan Beach that year and 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 Kevin was Kevin and Ali were staying at my house, so I was I was helping them too. Um, so that's glorified babysitter, right? Um, me doing some real work, uh, Jake, Jake Urutia and Earl Schultz made the main draw, their first main draw in Hermosa Beach 2019. That was all me. That had, that had my fingerprints all over it. So I love it. Jason DeBilius, he's a podcaster, he's a commentator, and he's a volleyball coach as well. We're talking to him from Hermosa Beach, uh, his hometown right now, and that's yeah. where he does his podcast, The Option. 
you were talking coaching, and I know you've coached, you know, club. Didn't you coach college as well? What, yeah. Give me some of the places where you've coached at, Jason. Well, just California alone, I was a director of operations at Loyola Marymount University, which really means assistant coach. John Mayer, head coach John Mayer and all his cleverness. Um, The NCAA only really allows two coaches, so he just recruits a whole bunch of coaches and gives them different titles. So my title there was director of operations, but I I was there to coach the coaches. I was there to email him feedback, five things that I liked about practice, five things that need to get better. Um, so I filmed all the practices and games and John, John Mayer and I had um, daily dialogue almost every day that entire season on, on whatever, which is something I don't think any coach should put themselves through. You have to deal with me every day. It's crazy. Um, I was also the head coach at City College uh, in New York in 2008. I took a, um, a bunch of kids from Harlem and we qualified for the Northeastern Collegiate Volleyball Association playoffs. Uh, their first time in 10 years. First, their, fir- their best home um, conference record in 10 years. Um, uh, John Jay College. I was there as an interim head coach because I was moving to California in two months, and and I did some pretty good things there. Their first home playoff game in the history of their program. Their first um, uh, winning season uh, in in ten years, and we did some good things. New York City Tech. I built uh, with uh, Chi DiMaggio, New Orleans product. She lives in New Orleans. Um, her and I had built that program from the ground with no club. To be an NCAA. In fact, the last player registered for a class, our sixth registered for classes like 20 minutes before the first match. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So I was um like George Santos. I was an assistant at Baruch College <laughs> who wiped the floor at Harvard. And uh, no, I was an assistant at Baruch College from 2003 to 2006. Um, they were last in the conference and, and they were last in, uh, in the worst conference in the NCAA. And then eventually they won their conference and then subsequently made the final four. So, um, um, oh, lastly, Hunter High School, this academic uh, kid school on the Upper East Side, uh, 2014, 38 and one record, won the PSALs. Madison Square Garden gave me coach of the year for that. That was pretty fun. Um, and lastly, um, Cal- in California, Evolution, Duncan Avery, program director, um, amazing human being. God, God bless that man. Deron Forbes, Beach Volleyball National Events, you know something about because she holds the biggest recruiting showcase uh, right. in the United States of America. She had a club called Endless Summer. And me, along with some other coaches, made them the um, uh, first in recruitments per capita in 2019. Right now, uh, a lot of those girls are... Natalie Miskowski, UCLA, uh, Eden McCoy, Tatiana, Ava Kay, um, Kaylee Jones is at Long Beach State, Leah Black is at Long Beach State. So um, Finley Rollins right now is, I think, is going to be at UC Davis. So at the time, we had a 19-person roster and we got 10 scholarships. So um, I will say this uh, 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 positively about myself. I'm, I'm not the best coach in the world, but I will say this. Everywhere I go, people win. That's good. That's what you want out of a coach, right? Yeah. You want them to be respectful to your, you know, yeah. uh, you know, your son or daughter, but you you want them to win, and that's what you yeah. do. But do you right, see the level of caring too? Before we go down to the next thing, right? Uh, some of these guys out there, they're paid to coach, but care, caring is free of charge, man. I care about the kids. I care about. No, you have to. You, know, you have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yep. that's great. All right, New Orleans Open mm-hmm. coming to Coconut Beach and Kenner, April fourteenth to the sixteenth. I don't know if you have. Um, the, the list of, of people that are going to be there, but uh, the, yeah. the, the, the women's side, let's start there. Stacked in a word stacked. Yeah. Well, 
I'd like to say something about the women's side. The women have done so well on the international scene when you happen to have all of them in the same place. It feels like an FIVB tournament. So this almost feels like a de facto MVP, uh, um, FIV, uh, you know, beach volleyball world tournament. Uh, for Take right. uh, the sample size. Look no further than Louisiana itself, right? You, um, two weeks ago before the Elite 16, you had Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth beating Tony Rodriguez and Savvy Simo. Three of those four girls went to LSU. And and I actually told my my some of my um my contemporaries here in Hermosa Beach. I said maybe you guys should fly out there and train with them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think of, I mean think about that, right? Three of the four girls went to LSU. No doubt. Hey, like let's let's start there. Start start with Taryn and Kristen, and I know you've been very much following them. We have video of them when they won this event two years ago, and uh, you know they won by default in the finals. Right. But here's semifinal video uh, from you know, from 2021. Tell us about these two and how remarkable their, their journey has been. Well, there's nothing in the world more inspiring than looking at two girls who, um, uh, bet on themselves, right? They, 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 they have done, um, politically and like on the court, they've done a lot of things where they call their own shots. And, and it's, and it's a position that everyone as human beings want to be because you are responsible for the result. You never want to want to be in a situation where someone else is in charge, but you're the one that, have to, that has to bear the responsibility if it goes wrong. So to their credit, uh, I mean, I mean, let's go through the roll call, right? I mean, their senior year at LSU, 37 and 0 record, right? They they go to their first uh, um, regional tournament, uh, one. They go to Coconut Beach, the uh, forfeit one. They go to Wapaka, same year, one. They go to their first um, gold series, AVP Atlantic City qualifier, main draw, one. They go to their first FIVB tournament in Australia, get the last spot at the qualifier with zero points, qualified, main draw, one. <laughs> you know, Manhattan Beach, they they finished a solid fifth, losing only to April and Alex, and subsequently um uh, um Sponsel and Clays, and then one of the best matches of the year. 40 to 30 at 38 AVP Chicago against the best team in the world, the gold medalist, um, showed that even when they lose, they win. So there's that I, I can go on and on and on. We only we're only going to be here for a few minutes. So I mean, we if we had an extra hour, I can go on and on about the two of them. Um, and as far as Tony Rodriguez is concerned, I have this feeling. I don't know how the brackets brackets are going to shape out right now. Nuss and cloth cloth are the uh a uh, cloth for everybody. Everyone keeps calling her cloth. Oh, yep, um, they're the four seed, and you got Savvy and and um, sorry, Savvy and Tony at the twelve seed. And I don't know if they'll cross paths until the semifinals, but it'd be nice because a year ago, if you remember, they had a night game and Tony got hurt. You know, do you remember that? They had a yeah, it was, it was so emotional. We had her on the show last week, Jason, talking about it. It was, you know, her career flashed through her eyes with her history of knee injuries, but luckily it wasn't an ACL. She was able to rehab, took six months off. You know, she's out there in Hermosa Beach with you, and she's actually training right now with Savvy in Brazil. But look what they've done. You were just talking about it. You know, they, they, they took silver in Mexico. Yeah, it's a, it, again three out of those four players were LSU. That's 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 Russell Brock's fingerprints all over them. That's um, Hamilton, right? Um, who's the assistant? Uh, or Drew, Drew, Coach Drew Hamilton, who was a longtime assistant at LSU and is now full time with Kristen Nuss. They just on I, I, the only thing I got to say about those coaches is Russell's always been a pretty good coach, and Drew Drew's got to be ready. 
be ready to travel. The guy doesn't like to fly, but it looks like his team might be going to Paris. So, <laughs> I mean, in my estimation, it looks like a two horse race and everybody's like, oh, there's so many worthy candidates and they're so right. But, um, you know me, I like to put myself out there. And I said, it's really it's really right now the the, the, the remarriage of Sarah Hughes and Kelly Chang, you know, the USC partners and, and Kristen Nuss and Cloth. Um, and the last thing I'd like to say, I think the decision for, for close uh, Nuss and Cloth to not move to California and to train in the state-of-the-art facility where they have great coaching, where they have backing for, by the lieutenant governor right of the state of Louisiana. They're fully sponsored, if my understanding is correct. And, I so. and, yes. and I said it before and I say it again. I think at some point, I think people need to fly out to Louisiana and train with them because they're not, <laughs> they're not, you know, they got some ideas and, they're, and, and to their credit, as respectful as they are, they're not, they're not quick to share them. <laughs> Hughes and Chang at the top of this list. You know, if as we go outside of the Louisiana players, yeah. you just talked about that. I mean, that's that's a story. And and again, like it, it's an like international Olympic feel for yeah. when you look at this field on the women's side. Yep. I uh well I, it's crazy because it looked like Kelly Chang, formerly known as Kelly Clays, was looking, she was having success, but she felt like there wasn't something that was filling this void there was a void psychologically where there was this, there has to be this level of comfortableness with her partner right one of the big biggest things in beach volleyball uh, um uh, when i interview some people i ask them this question how does it feel to have a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner right and and i, I was i i I've been, I've been shy about having Kelly on the podcast and asking her that because I wasn't really, my eye test said that there wasn't a heightened level of comfortability with anyone she's played with. Uh, and it seemed like the last person that she was comfortable with her partner and didn't have to deal with her partner was was, was Sarah Hughes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on anyone and say that anyone was like this big problem or this pariah. There were, there were just chemistry issues. And, and it's, and sometimes you need to leave each other and go play with other people and then come back full circle then then the honeymoon mate phases back and it's just big smiles and it and it looks like the, the, those two at USC again and 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 lastly I don't know if that uh, what you were saying was segue to some of the other players like Brandy Wilkerson uh, Melissa per you know humana Perez yes. uh Betsy Flint plays well with everybody talk about a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner she's so professional right she's in the finals in every 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 tournament domestic and internationally you know and she's with uh, she's with Julia. Allowed me to introduce myself. My name is Skulls. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Sponsoring Cannon uh, won her most of beats. Stockman plays well with everybody. Carly Can is is going small ball with Zana Muno. Urango has been you know a finals machine. She's she's cracked the code. The Brazilians are still still taking receipts. This is this is an amazing amazing main draw. You know, that's that's and we're, we didn't even get to the men yet. That's just the women. Right. That, hey, let, let's go to the men. And yeah. we got shock and burn right there at the top. You know, look at the men's field. Tell tell the New Orleans people that are going to be coming out and watching this who they should watch for, who's hot right now. And, um, you know, maybe give us your take on both the men's and women's side as, as winners. All right. Now, you look at the men's field as far as uh, star power is concerned, right? Everybody's like, ah, it looks kind of thin. Don't have the Taylor and Taylor. Don't have Trevor and Theo. Trevor and Theo, by the way, are the team I'm a fan of. That's the, the men's team that I follow. The women is Nuss and Cloth, and the men are those two, and Baranek, who are, you know, whenever he gets back in the game. But 
I'm like, don't let star power fool you. You got Brewster and Kyle Friend. Kyle Friend, who's a uh, a full-time defender the first time I met him, is, like I said before, that term, taking receipts at the net, man. That dude is handing out blocking lessons. That's the team I say look out for. Um, uh, if you look at Tim Brewster, he's got a little John Mayer in him. He's got a little that that, that extra pop on that swing where the, the approach looks subtle, and then all of a sudden it's like whoop, you know. So, so uh, those are the guys I say watch out for. Of course, Rafa Rodriguez, who loves New Orleans, he always has a good time out there. But the um, uh, um, Jake Dietrich is playing with Tim Baumgren, so very curious um, who's going to block on that one. I haven't seen them train together yet. That's the one team I haven't seen train together. Hagen Smith, um, it's his time, you know, son of Sinjin Smith, and he's playing with Bill Kalinske. Both of those guys are kind of control freaks, so it's very, very interested, interesting to see which one of them is going to give up control. I, th- um, I think Hagen is more interchangeable. Um uh, sorry, like in uh, Eric, like in some of these relationships, there's no such thing as 50 50 control. There's always going to be 60 40, where one person uh, has more control than the other. And and if you notice, Bill, it's always been him, and Hagen, it's always been him. So that's very interesting. But but underneath all of this, boiling in the pot, underneath the 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 the, the flame of the main draw is are these amazing, fantastic qualifier matches. If, if you live in New Orleans, you got to come out because you're going to miss some of the best matches possibly in the whole tournament. You got Lev Prima as the one seed playing with Skylar Del Sol. Andrew Dentler, who two years ago in New Orleans made the semifinals with uh, John John Ferrari, who, who he's playing with um, Prima's old partner, Jacob Landell. Uh, I bring your attention to Adam Roberts, who's like the, the timeless wonder. I think he's been playing in the AVP since 2001. Here he is with Adam Rob- uh, Marty Lorenz again. They live in the Carolinas. Jake Arudia, my dorky friend from New Jersey, uh, the guy who <laughs> I helped coach in the qualifier into the main draw with Earl Schultz, did some damage in Florida, upsetting, and I believe, Andy Benesh and Billy Allen in the main draw. So Jake is a guy to watch out for. Did you, did you see the viral video on him? I did not. I did not. I'm looking at some of <clears throat> some of the other guys. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the video. Tell me about the video, and then I'll tell you the Travis yeah. and Phil I want to talk about, too. It's tra- um, so Jake gets a dig, and he thinks the dig is so far gone that he doesn't go after the um, – he didn't realize that his partner brought the play back. His partner, he didn't realize his partner brought the play back. So he walked off the court and his partner brought the play back and yelled at him, hey, hey, hey. And then he just snapped. He just, I don't know. It's like he punched himself awake and then dived <laughs> on the court Got and it. brought it back over. And yeah, it, it was crazy. I, I I mean, I actually have it here. but Well, uh, you know what? We'll, 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 uh, we're yeah. recording the podcast. So for people that are watching it, we'll, we'll show it. Look at my Instagram page. I actually have the clip. I, I, I made sure. We'll I do. It, but, hey, but a guy who does podcast as well, Travis Merweather, right? He's yeah. he's going to be here, and and then Phil Dahlhauser and his unbelievable career as well. Yeah, well, Phil's playing with John Sutton. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, Phil's one of those guys in his career where everybody looks at like John Sutton, and it's equivalent to like Fifty Cent signing with G Unit. Everyone just goes. Huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the game that signed. Oh no, that was the game that signed with G Unit, and he said had people go, huh, <laughs> in the form of the game. So, but you look at Phil. Phil has earned the right to play whatever he, with whoever he wants. He should call you and play, play, play with you in Hermosa Beach, and everyone will be okay with it. The man has given so much to the sport, and 
he's won three if memory serves me correctly eric i think he won three tournaments last year with three different partners he he won with andy banesh the abp hitman for hire he gets my and banesh gets my hitman for hire award if you you know you, you need to jump out of a plane your cat's stuck in a tree call eric um then he played with KC Patterson, which I wanted to see for a long time because they've been adversaries for so long. You you really didn't get to see them play together, so I'm glad they made that happen. And then finished the last match of the uh, uh, tournament of the season with Taylor Crab. So um, Phil can do whatever he wants. Uh, Travis, I really, really love the work. Travis is a real journalist. A lot of us are really just pretenders. Travis uh, literally studied this. This is his art. This is his wheelhouse. This is his craft. Um, I think the Sandcast is is doing really, really, really well. It's the second most viewed volleyball podcast out there. Um, their star, their star power is always going to be there. The conversations are are organic. Um, and as long as Travis there is there, it comes from an honest place. So you got right, the and, and, and he writes well too. Volleyball yeah. Mag, all those oh. articles. He's oh, there's no one. Writer. There's no one in the sport that writes better than him. Uh, uh, yeah. The the people from Volley Mag and and other, and other people that he's written for has said the same thing, and I'll say it here. He's breathed life. Yeah. Onto the paper or the uh, or the e or whatever the computer the screen, the I guess. Whatever. Right. He's breathed life on the paper and the screen. He does. Good writer. He's done that. Yeah. <laughs> But him and him and Try are great. Try's got great analytical. You, I mean, you really don't trust Try by himself, right? To um to do that, you're right. Remember 2017, Try was in Manhattan Beach by himself trying to call matches. He was like ball served out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Try Try all Try needed was was a a play by play, play, by play guy. guy. That's right. it. He can break now, it down. But it's tough when that, yeah, I you know. know. Now look at him. They're just oh. and you cheer hey, for Travis. Don't you cheer for Travis? No, like, that's, that's why I brought him up. I like I I want Travis to do well. I want Phil to do well. You know, obviously our local guys. You know, that's why you're on the show too, is to yeah. give us knowledge. I hope Ian Bicko gets in. <clears throat> Ian Bicko's on the reserve list. Ian Bicko. There you go. Um, um, sorry. Hey, look, we got to go. But I mean, again, we could talk for another hour just on on each side of the net. But it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Honored to have you on the show. Continued success with your podcast. But before we let you go. I want you to tell everyone about what you uh, and Wendy Jones and company have up your sleeve, and it's going to be released real soon. Right. This Friday, we have a, a, a news outlet called Undivided. So Undivided predicates our, our news with um, hard-hitting current events, and it can't, it come, it's, it's coming from a place of objectiveness, political homelessness and critical thinking skills. So it's one of those things where we we tackle these subject these subjects from a place as politically neutral as a human being can be. We're not machines, we're people. So there's always going to be some bias, there's always going to be some agenda, but we checked all of our boxes. Wendy's centrist right, I'm centrist left and um Ashley who just joined the cl- joined the show who was the production uh, the producer has just joined the show last minute cuz we've had some some clips and films of just her talking to everybody and, and the and the per- the production team is like there's no way you can't have this girl on so ashley um clark has also joined us but it's called it's called undivided and you'll you'll get pure and honest unfettered takes because our advertisers uh let us say whatever we want so the the ability to say whatever you want um uh 
you trust those people because it comes from a more honest place, right? You look at some of these people like Joe Rogan's like a pothead comedian and people people calling a conspiracy nut and say all these things. But when you ask the question, who do you trust more, right? Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, not him. And I'm like, you never answer my question. Who do you trust more? So with us, you ask that question, who do you trust more? And I'm going to tell you the answer is no one. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. Hey, where can people find it? Is it YouTube, Undivided? Yeah, Undivided is going to be on YouTube. And if you want to know more about that, Wendy Jones' uh, site is BeBetterMedia.com. Be better. She's awesome too. Please yeah. tell Wendy I said hello. Yeah, you can just look up my last name, and you know you can't. I, you can't hide. You know you can't have a personal life with a last name like Debilius. <laughs> you know, no, no doubt. Hey man, no. you're you're an awesome talent. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. L love what you do, and I uh, can't wait to see you again in person. When you do, we'll go out and get uh, get some good Cajun food and have some drinks. Dude, I am so ready. I'm, I might come down there last minute. I just you know I'm just curious. We'll be here. Yeah. All right. You be good. Thank you so much. That's Jason DeBilius getting it done on the coaching scene, the podcast scene, and the commentating scene in the volleyball world. We're down to our final timeout on Digging It. We'll be right back to tell you what's coming up this weekend on VSN. Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art water jet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. Want to close out digging it this week with a special shout out to our sponsors, new sponsor alert, talking about Bayou Granite and our good friend John Sebo and his awesome team. Also now with a shop on the West Bank, Bayou Granite and Marble. You've seen their commercials throughout this podcast. They do a tremendous job and want to thank John and company uh, at Bayou Granite and Homa for stepping on board as a sponsor. Also, our longtime two sponsors. That is uh, Farm Bureau, St. John, St. Charles Parish, our good friend, Will Sermon, and his awesome staff uh, there for all of your insurance needs. And then also always our good buddy and his sports pub and grill located very close to uh, the headquarters of VSN in Destrehan, talking about Frank Catalano and, again, thanking him and the sports pub and grill as a sponsor for many things on VSN, but also here on Digging It. So, want to thank our guest, again, Jason DeBilius, breaking down the field, which includes our first guest, Evan Corey and Logan Weber. Again, congratulations to all the club and beach winners this past weekend on the junior scene. Our director is Jason, uh, is Justin Thomas. I had too many J's going on this week. Our director, Justin Thomas. Pop yourself in, Justin. Show everybody the love. Let's just get some love from Utah. So we were in Brazil. We were in where were we? Hermosa Beach, California. And now we're in Salt Lake City, Utah. This is the man, by the way, 
all the graphics that you see, I'm going to give you some love now that I messed up your name right off the bat. This guy and I have been working together for over a decade. Uh, we, we, we thought we were going to get our first Emmy, right, with uh, the, the the wrestling documentary on Paul Klein, Paul Klein, A Quest for History. I don't know how that didn't even get nominated. But this guy, he edits all of our, of our important stuff, our commercials, our graphics. When you go to VSN, Varsity Sports Now, whether it's the app or the website, yeah, and you look at all those cool matchup graphics, that's this guy. You know, he edits this show. He's going to take everything, put the cool music on, the graphics. But um, not only is, you know, he literally one of the most talented guys I've worked with in 30 plus years in the business, maybe the most cool person to work with, uh, one of the nicest guys on the planet, Justin Thomas. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for yeah, not only me, but varsity sports now as a whole. You are, you know, our MVP. Thank you so much. You're absolutely welcome, Eric. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. So, so get to work, man. I guess start editing. I got to get some the Little League World Series. Where are they now feature? That's what I wanted to say. That's what's coming up. Coming up, we have a Little League World Series. Where are they now feature? Going on the 2019 East Bank Little League All-Stars. Reese Roussel, Ryan Dara, Marshall Luke, Egan Prather. Uh, Barry, all, all these guys. Uh, we're going to feature these guys, and we're going to um, we're going to live stream some of their games and show player features as well. And that's coming up starting on this Thursday, the day this show drops. Uh, it will be our first game. Will be um, Holy Cross at Brother Martin. We'll later do Erath at Letcher and feature Marshall Luke, of course, the LSU commit. He'll be pitching in that game. Then. On the 15th, we'll have Brother Martin at Jesuit. Five of those 12 players from that Little League roster are playing now varsity at Brother Martin. They got Jesuit, Holy Cross, De La Salle, Curtis. We went and saw Jeffrey Curtis just the other day. Um, obviously, Holy Cross, we just said them, and Lutcher. So going to feature those players as well and those teams. But uh, for all of us, including Justin Thomas, I'm Eric Ritchie. Thanks so much for watching us here on Digging It.